And with AI, it can analyze very correctly where you are and what can be improved. And it's up to you for, to create your own mix. Nobody forces you to do everything. Nobody wants that. You always want to be authentic and create your own mix. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, welcome. Today we are going to discuss about public speaking. I need the skill. I want to improve my public speaking. Probably it's better to start from scratch <laughs> because I have no experience with that. I got a few invitations to speak in some conferences about digital marketing. And yeah, I need the skill because I pay so much attention to grow my business to grow results that I have. I host this podcast, but uh, I never spoke at any stage. It's my goal to start to learn more about that. Uh, it's more about practice. And I'm so excited to discuss a lot more with Flo Akinbui. How are you? Very well, very well. It's my pleasure to have you and well, be invited. Sorry, not to have you, to be invited at the talk with you about public speaking maybe give you some insights some ideas to also motivate you to take your skills to the next level of course of course of course i need uh, these tips i need to know the way where to go because i i, I know a lot depends on practice if you practice something if you wanna achieve results you can uh, get it. Uh, it's not uh, about how to uh, to read a few books, how to do it. Uh, you need to practice, you know, for example, like Leo Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. These guys prefer to hit a ball a hundred times a day, probably a thousand times, you know, than to read a few books how, <laughs> how to play soccer. And uh, Flo, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you there's, there's a lot to talk about i'll try to be brief so we don't talk just too much about my story but i am born and raised in germany so i've got a very intercultural background my mom's from germany my dad's from nigeria and i was raised in bavaria deep down in the south in a small village with a small town with 18,000 people and growing up in the 80s was definitely an interesting experience because I was always the one who never fitted in. So I was always standing out. And although as you grow up and you want to be part of a community, you have to come to terms that you're different, which has become today my superpower that I'm really grateful for. And it has really shaped my way. So after school, I also didn't fit in <laughs> instead of going to university. I would actually go snowboarding a lot and that led me into the starting of my career being in event management, so taking care of a ski and snowboard park at a ski resort where I did everything from marketing to building a team to finding sponsors and, and really everything A to Z and organizing a lot of events and that's what led me on to becoming a one-man event agency, working on events, eventually also hosting events because you know, I was working for a water park and the first event that we did, it was a surf competition. We had a TV team. There was a lot of excitement around it from the operations team and from the management. But then on the second event, they still liked it, but they reduced it by saying, we don't have a TV team. We don't have a presenter. So I was like, who will then do the job? And that's when for me, also my hosting started. Yeah. And then, in, yeah, yeah. Then I also started to actually study 
I studied from home, event management and communication management while being a, a one-man event agency working. And in 2010, then I thought it's time for me to go out and see the world. And that's what led me to Dubai. So I've been here now for 13 years in the Middle East. Today, I work as a presenter and as a communication coach. And as a presenter, I work with several government entities. I work with national clients, I have international clients, I host events, conferences, and virtual formats, which is really nice. I enjoy the travel aspect of the work. I enjoy working with different industries, anything from automotive to healthcare, from entrepreneurship to finance. It's nice, I always get to expand my horizon. I get to sometimes meet celebrities, which is really cool because from people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michelle Obama, you can learn so much. You can share the inspiration that you got from meeting them and have a conversation with them for a few moments. And that feeds then, of course, into the second part of my business, and that's the communication coaching. That's why I help yeah, many corporates to be better speakers. So I work with their executives, I work with their managers and their teams to help them take their communication skills to the next level. Well, that's I what short form of my story yeah i love your experience and i see you have a good microphone but probably uh, it uh, streams in another microphone <laughs> Because, yeah uh, you you can play with settings uh, to choose a microphone uh, in the in the bottom of the screen so if you can see settings uh, yeah uh, You mean the quality is not as good as it should be? I have. Yeah. That is strange. Let okay. me. Let me. Yeah, yeah, you you can click settings in the in the bottom of this page uh, on Streamyard and uh, choose no. another microphone. Yeah, because uh, I see you have a good microphone, but uh, the quality is not like <laughs> it shows. No problem. We'll fix that in a moment. Okay. Okay. No worries about that. Uh, that's okay. It's more important to uh, share value. And Flo, uh, le le let's talk about uh, where to start. For example, uh, let's imagine uh, you wanna help a shy person who uh, have the goal to uh, improve communication skills. I know it's very important to have the skills. And uh, uh, I see when people who can communicate right, who can um, provide uh, i don't know uh, for example let, let's imagine two people one uh, can communicate right can um, encourage others to do actions and the, uh, but have less skills than someone who have a lot of skills great skills but can't communicate and i see people who can they usually earn a lot more they usually get more money than someone uh, with great skills and For me, it's important. Um, I remember when I spoke with one of my friends and she complained to me that uh, her brother uh, has great skills, much better skills than uh, someone else, but he can't sell. He can't sell, he can't communicate, he can't uh, present himself. Uh, and uh, someone with these uh, skills can beat him in on one side. Uh, because of knowing how to communicate right. Can you tell uh, for these shy people what to do, where to start, how, how to, uh, for example, if you know you can't communicate right, you can't, uh, uh, I don't know, provide interest from other people, what to do first? 
what to do first. It it always depends, right? It's always uh, there's, there's no one size. You you like it better? Good. So there's no one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to communication. That's really what I've seen. However, first of all, it's important to acknowledge these are skills. Skills means everybody can learn to be a better communicator. And that's the great news. Now, where do you start? As you so rightly said, if you look at the world's best basketball players, soccer players, what did they do? They do a lot of training. So training preparation that's the important part but then at the same time it's not enough what you also need to do is you need to learn of course about the tools and you need to learn about the techniques that you can do and you need to watch other people and that's that's how you become a better speaker uh one of the great comparisons that i came across last week is when i interviewed a few professional race drivers at Yasperina circuit in abu dhabi the f1 driver the F1 circuit and we had the Porsche Carrera Cup there. So I talked to a few of the professional Porsche drivers. Have a look at how they prepare. They will watch the fastest laps on YouTube over and over again to familiarize themselves with a racetrack. Then they will go to the simulator and already just virtually drive the track over and over and over again for hours. And then only eventually they will go and sit in the car and drive around the racetrack. And if you think about all of that preparation, that's what we should be doing if we want to become a better speaker. Put in the effort, put in the hours and get ourselves a lot of speaking opportunities while we're learning from literally the best around the world to be a better speaker. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I want to ask about preparation or the right preparation. I, I remember when I read this book, Dale Carnegie, and he uh was one of the best on on this field and he shares you need to be prepared so uh the best thing what you can do to prepare your speech to be ready and uh can you tell uh how to prepare i mean like we need to have the script we need to have uh, a list of questions or we need to learn uh, the topic deeply uh, any tips how to do it right <laughs> I have many tips and the first the first thing really to acknowledge is that every person is different and that's mm -hmm. that's one of the great realizations that I had in my profession because I've seen people like me I like to write a script that's that's for me really what I like to do I like to write a script and before I will do some research and then I'll create an outline and then I'll write that script and then I'll edit it, edit it, edit it but that's just one approach I know people that would do everything via voice messages everything via voice recordings they send themselves voice recordings they will they will just listen to the messages and to the recordings again and then eventually they refine the script which i cannot understand how somebody could do that i know people that will prepare entire speeches keynote speeches in their mind again i have no idea how that works for me it's it's not really what i can do other people would do the same by putting powerpoint decks together and and use that as ideas to to build a structure so there's not really one size fits all but you have to define a process for yourself and you need to follow the process refine it and of course one of the key things is editing because editing makes everything better mm -hmm. yeah yeah i open your linkedin profile because i love opening linkedin profiles i see uh, you have this page top presentation skills voice and uh uh can you tell your methods how to teach others? Uh, uh, because according to data, 
uh, most students, companies uh, can implement only 40% of all recommendations. Let's imagine someone uh, pay, uh, pays you like uh, 100K, yeah? uh, good money, uh, and 60K can be wasted. It's a lot of money and it's it's normal. Uh, I had this experience a lot. I see when you can spend time to provide great tips, to analyze uh, everything. But when companies are busy, people are busy, they have no time, they can find other excuses. It, it, it's tough to get what you want to uh, uh, do and uh, I think it's the same with your uh, approaches because people are busy. We need to do many things every single day. Uh, and can you tell your methods how to teach others? Uh, let's imagine you have a new client who wants to improve the skills, but busy. <laughs> no, just uh, schedule is overwhelmed. Uh, many things to do. And uh, your methods how to simplify this experience uh, to uh, provide this discipline of learning to schedule stuff. So any tips about that? It's a it's a very simple answer. If you really want to be a better speaker, that's that's the first really the first point. If you want to work with me, you have to you have to dedicate yourself and you have to be committed because I cannot help you to be a better speaker if you don't put in the time and the effort and the preparation and the practice. So mm -hmm. that's, that's really straightforward. And it's then about prioritizing. Yes, we're all busy, but there's always a little bit of time, whether it's five minutes a day or whether it's half an hour or an hour, everybody can find a little bit of time to practice the skill of communication. But it, you have to be willing to put in the effort. And that's, that's really what, what you have to do. If you want to step up this skill, you have to fit it into your schedule. And one of the great things about communication is you can practice in so many instances of your day. One example that I, that I just recently also found, which is so much fun. And I've actually used it already before and then forgot on here on WhatsApp. You've got this really cool feature where you can create video messages. They've got now a new functionality, at least here in Dubai, it's available, where you can create these round video messages. So therefore, you can get comfortable speaking to camera. If you want to just practice that, I've got a few clients that have struggled with this. I recommend this feature to them. If you want to improve your voice, record more voice messages and listen to them. So you can do that on a daily basis, a couple of times. If you want to also make your voice better, read out loud. If you have children, you can read aloud to your children or you can read aloud your emails, messages. That's how we can work again, practice into our daily lives. And it's about doing the same things and doing, doing not the same things, trying to improve, but within your current setting, but also making a priority task. Because I can tell you one thing, the great speakers that you will see on this planet, they all invest the time. They're all busy. They all have multiple jobs and multiple companies and they make time for preparation to be a great speaker. Yeah, once uh, I read a, an article about Elon Musk, and uh, this article was written with uh, a great speaker, well-known speaker, and uh, he shared on this article that Elon Musk is the worst speaker <laughs> because, uh, but he uh, many people can come to listen to him at any conference. Uh, Probably he doesn't prepare a lot to all these uh, speeches, but people want to listen to him. Uh, they want to get this value. They want to get, uh, I don't know, anything else from 
experienced people, people like Elon Musk. And uh, uh, but and he explained why he thinks that Elon Musk is not is not good a speaker because uh, he doesn't prepare, he doesn't have uh, present um, uh, nice looking presentations uh he uh doesn't have the right voice uh change the tone many insights uh and uh, I'm, I'm interested about that uh, if uh, someone has uh, great knowledge great skills but uh has no time you know to prepare uh i don't know for uh, to, to to bring himself uh, to present himself uh, do you think it's a good idea to become like Elon Musk, uh, or it's better to uh, to find time and prepare? <laughs> okay, Elon Musk. Let's let's stay with him for a moment. Elon Musk is building Tesla. Has built Tesla, SpaceX, and so many other companies. Uh, bought Twitter and and and. So therefore, he is one of the few people around the world that are having an impact on a global scale. So if your content is that good, yes, you get away with not preparing and being a bad speaker and people will still care because it's so rare to see him speak in person. But the truth is that even if you're one of the best experts and you're at a conference, a conference is always a good example. You're at a conference, you are an expert in your field, but you're there between 10 out of the speakers and you're boring. As you're already starting, either people will leave or people will get onto their phones. And I've seen this happen over and over again. You can have the greatest content, but you need to give people a reason to care. And now coming back to Elon Musk, why is he a bad speaker? Yes, of course, preparation is a huge part of it. But then also his voice is another huge part of it. We do, for example, AI voice profiles with a German company that goes, uh, that is the company of a professor who has uh, 20 years of experience in phonetics and the sound of the voice and these voice profiles that we do are really scientifically proven and it's a scientific model and they've also checked Elon, voice, Elon Musk's voice and he has only a charisma score of 38 or 35 to 45%. So it's not a really an engaging voice to listen to. So therefore, there's so much you can do. But if you don't prepare and if you don't practice the skill, it's going to be difficult. Yes, you can still show up and hope that people happen. But it's going to be difficult. And you know, with the recent advances in AI, what we're seeing, soon everybody will have great content. I can guarantee you that. Everybody will have a beautiful design PowerPoint slide deck and they will be optimized for public speaking and presenting because that's just the click of a button. So therefore, what makes a difference? It's a speaker. It's the speaker. It's the delivery. And if you, you think you don't need to care, then you'll definitely fall be even more behind because... Your content is not going to really make the big difference anymore. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned about uh, measuring the voice. Can you tell how you measure this voice? Uh, I know in vocal when uh, people can measure uh, the tone of voice, but what about public speaking? How to measure it? So basically the AI voice profiles that the professor does. So we don't do them. We work with another company in Germany that does them. and. What they do is they, they look at the voice and they will basically use a video recording that we send to them or a voice recording and show it to a virtual audience of a few thousand people. And these few thousand people will say, this is why your voice sounds so attractive and so charismatic or not. And then what we get is a breakdown into different areas, why the voice sounds charismatic. And they're also working on different 
different other reports where you also get an indication of how confident does somebody sound, how charismatic do they sound, how, how, how competent do they sound, so how trustworthy do they sound, and also how passionate do they sound. And this is the crazy thing, and the voice is, is it's absolutely powerful because they've also taken these, these, uh, the software and tested it with pitches from Shark Tank. I'm sure you know Shark Tank, the show. Yeah, yeah, of course. So my, my, my brother loves the show. <laughs> your brother loves the show. And they've tested the show, and what they found out is that 60 to 80% the, the AI will tell you whether somebody gets money or not based mm-hmm. on their charisma score. That's the power of your voice. And it's absolutely fascinating what you can do with your voice when you understand what you do, what you need to do, what you need to change, what works for you. So the voice is a fantastic tool that you can play around with. And, and with AI, it can analyze very correctly where you are and what can be improved. And it's up to you for, to create your own mix. Nobody forces you to do everything. Nobody wants that. You always want to be authentic and create your own mix. Nice, nice. Uh, you know, uh, you share a lot about voice, but I see your uh, body language. You know, you speak <laughs> uh, and provide more insights with your body language, so you know how to do it right. Um, can you tell how to to learn the skills? I mean, like how to show the right body language because you can uh, show with your hands. I see emotions in your face, many different insights. So someone who can listen to this podcast, uh, you can watch uh, uh, on my YouTube or LinkedIn uh, video, and you can understand much better how uh, Flo can show uh, this uh, body language. But can you tell uh, how to improve the skills as well? Well, body language is a huge part of communication as well right the nonverbal language the, the body language and the voice they they really pay into how the audience perceives your message and what what you need to consider with your body language is that within the first seven seconds of the audience meeting you in a public speaking engagement they already make up their mind whether they like you or not whether they want to listen to you or whether you're indifferent and they're, they're not interested and we go go back to our phones because there's more interesting and urgent stuff so therefore, understanding the body language is critical. What I like about body language as well, it's, it's a low-hanging fruit. When you are speaking and you notice that you're doing something with your body language that can be improved, you can improve it on the spot. So that's really nice. And you got to think really about every dimension of your body language. So first of all, is of course, your appearance, what you're wearing. You want to make sure that you have a great impression, the right impression that fits your personal brand, that fits the occasion, the event, and and that also just works maybe even sometimes with your content. So that's important. Then, of course, you want to think about your, your posture. Are you sitting straight or are you slouching, right? You want to have a good, solid posture. For example, one thing that impressed me about Michelle Obama, take a wild guess what that was. It's from her body language. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, what do you, you think, say? Michelle Obama? Uh, uh, I think I, I like her. I like, uh, I like how she can speak. You know, I I can't say that um, I watch a lot of videos because I'm not good with politicians. But I I um, I read her book, and uh, I like her personal story, how uh, Obama achieved all this success. 
and uh, she helped him. She didn't believe in the beginning, but then uh, uh, when uh, Obama achieved this high position, you know, the president of the United States, so um, yeah, she shares the story and uh, probably, yeah, I saw, uh, yeah, I watched one interview, uh, I can't say, uh, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, she's confident about I'll that. I'll tell you, her posture, her posture is amazing. When we met her backstage, she was surrounded by 10, 15 people. Mm -hmm. Michelle in the middle. And just as she walks towards you, you can spot right away that this is her. Because her posture was really graceful. It was straight up. It was powerful. And that's a statement that you make with your body then, right? So posture is really important. Appearance is important. Then, of course, as what you pointed out, right? Facial expressions. The good old smile. So easy. Yeah. It's nice. so easy to, to smile every now and then. And you can learn it. And it's it's not about doing a fake smile because a fake smile is very easy to detect. Because if you have a fake smile, it's about you well, you won't see any wrinkles here around the eyes. So therefore you got to <laughs> learn to, to smile and be happy when you speak because it's it's a it's a nice moment. You're addressing an audience, it's a special moment. So the mm -hmm. good old smile makes a big difference, and of course, gestures. Gestures are so powerful. In the corporate world, you, you might have seen that as well. Many people speak with their hands closed in front of them. It's a closed body language. It's not good body language. You're using your hands a little bit, speaking with your hands. That's what works. That's where you show passion. That's where your energy also comes across. And that's also where studies show that children learn better if you speak with gestures. So these things are really good. And, and the simple things like how you move on stage, how you position yourself in a meeting room, they matter. If you see so many presenters in the corporate world that turn their back towards the audience and speak to the screen, I mean, of course this is not working, right? So body language, great tool to adjust every single moment and to, to further refine as well. And that's why it's important to prepare, record yourself uh, when you deliver a speech, watch it and find the things that can be improved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Uh, I remember when I read this book, uh, uh, one of books from Dale Carnegie, and he said that everyone can become a great speaker. Everyone, without any exception. Uh, I know you mentioned in the beginning we are different. Um, probably, if you can't smile, it's better uh, not to smile at all. You know, uh, don't show this fake smile. Uh, if you can smile, and I know some great speakers who. Uh, can provide great presentations without smiling. They're serious, and audience uh, audience can love it uh, because it's uh, it's authentic, it's real, uh, and it's better not to copy others to be yourself at any situation. So, and uh, I have a few employees in my company who can't smile, <laughs> and that's okay. I I love this experience to communicate with them. Uh, I don't want to force to anyone to smile or not. It depends, but. Uh, can you tell about this point that Dale Carnegie made uh, probably a uh, hundred years ago or less uh, that anyone can be a great uh, public speaker? Uh, and uh, I think it depends. Uh, we are different. We have introverts, extroverts. We have people uh, who can be shy and uh, they are good with writing or any other skills. So uh, what do you think? Uh, 
Can anyone be or uh, someone can pay attention to their strong sides? Well, you know, it's exactly what you said. Every person is different. And one of the biggest powers and one of the biggest skills is to find out who you are as a speaker, to identify your superpowers and learn to present with them. For me, for example, one of my main superpowers is definitely my intercultural background. But then it's also my Afro, right? That's a great superpower. It's, it's, it's also that I live in a city here in the Middle East, but I also have clients in Europe. So therefore, I come to conferences and events with a wider worldview than other people have. It's, it's all these things that, that make up. And also when it comes to your delivery, you understanding really how you can best deliver. If you're a great storyteller, you should tell stories on stage. If you like to use humor in your life, you should be humorous. Of course, you always need to understand what is acceptable for the format and the audience, but these are the things that make you a better speaker. And one of the best exercises that I always do with coaches around this is that I say, you should go out and ask three people, what are your superpowers? And you can ask if you're, you can ask for your superpowers when it comes to communication, but you can also ask for your superpowers and your strengths in general. And the three people should be ideally a family member, a friend, and a colleague. So you get three different perspectives from three different people in your life. And that's a great way to get insights and, and find new approaches, how you speaking can become better. I, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah, but you need to consider that these people can be biased about your skills. <laughs> If I ask my mom uh, my superpower, <laughs> she can share that ah, you are great with anyone, <laughs> with, with anything. <laughs> anything that you can touch, you are great. <laughs> so. You need to ask the right people. That goes without saying. You have to ask the right people, of course, yes. Uh, you know, my mom is the right people, but I, I'm not sure <laughs> it can be, uh, not honest, uh, she's biased, that's it. <laughs> I love my mom. <laughs> And, okay, uh, you know, according to data, even not data, I mean, like, it's common practice uh, when people watch YouTube videos, TikTok videos, uh, uh, even to read articles, books, it doesn't matter what kind of format, people bounce fast. Uh, for example, according to data, people read only 5% of all books. Um, and uh, on TikTok, uh, for example, I can watch like this, you know, to move my finger uh, a lot. Um, uh, according to YouTube data, 80% of users live in the first 20 seconds. And I remember this great book, Josh Sugarman wrote this book about how to retain your audience, uh, how uh, to catch attention, win attention in the beginning and retain until the end. Uh, it's very important. I think in public speaking, we have the same issue uh, when you need to catch attention. Of course, it's uh, probably it's more simple than at any other format because you have these people, uh, you are staying in the stage, but anyway, you need to win their attention without having this, Uh, uh, it's better to take my phone, you know, to check what someone uh, wrote to me. So can you tell how to win in the beginning and have this attention until the end. You're absolutely right. You got to get the attention of the audience right away from the start. And for me, I'm a big fan of the opening body closing framework, the OBC framework. 
the three-act story structure because it's exactly that. In the beginning, you have to hook the audience. Same, when they watch a movie, you want to be dragged into the movie right from the start. Because afterwards, if they're not interested, then it's going to be so much more difficult to get them back. So what you can do is actually, it's, it's a huge range of options that you can do. But a few simple things that I always recommend is personal stories. Stories always work. There's a whole science around stories and stories is really how we make sense of the world, how we learn things. So therefore stories, they work well. Find a story that is relevant, that connects you with the audience, that leads towards your topic. Great way to get the audience engaged. But you can do so many other things. I'm a big fan of interaction. Something as simple as, can I have a quick show of hands? And you know what that does? It's something physical. So you as a speaker, you're in control of the audience. The audience has to put their phones down because now they're being active. And at the same time as well, you can do some polling. You can find out how the audience, how's the understanding of the audience of the, of the topic. You can understand what their knowledge is around the topic. You can understand where they're from. So interaction and polling is really good. And the list is endless. You can play with videos, with photos, with facts, with statements. And it's, it always depends on the situation and the content. But it's, and this is the great thing. You don't have to do this by yourself. As a great public speaker, you even shouldn't do this by yourself. You should whether consult the, uh, another speaker, whether it's somebody from your team. You can work with ChatGPT to create for this specific speech a great opening. Give me 100 ideas for openings and then select a few good ones, make them your own. The sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. But you've got to invest the time to, to see what works for you. And then, of course, practice that. Practice that with the audience and see what works for you personally. The easiest go-to will always be stories. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And um, I, I, I want to ask about AI. You mentioned about ChatGPT. Uh, I love this tool. I play a lot with this tool every single day. I speak with this tool more often than my wife. I love my wife, but uh, she, she can't reply to all my questions that <laughs> AI That's can. That's a problem. That's a problem, I think. <laughs> yeah, and um, let me share a short story. Yeah, yeah, you explain about stories, and yeah, I wanna share my story. I cooperate with great authors who can post content on Forbes, uh, investor pay the big websites. And once I ask one of my authors uh, to uh, film a video, uh, a video, and uh, he, he, he's great. He's great because he posts content on Forbes. Uh, but he uh, lives in Pakistan and he has terrible pronunciation, even worse than mine. You know, it's tough to find, but it's possible. <laughs> and um, when I uh, ask him, look, at, we can't post this content, uh, we can't get in engagement, you need to improve your pronunciation, you need to find another way to provide um, this valuable insights. And then he sent me a new video file with clear female voice. I asked him, what is it? It's not you. Uh, and he replied, no, no, it's me, but it's AI, AI voice. <laughs> so uh, he converted his voice to a clear female American voice. Uh, and that was good. Uh, and you mentioned about ChatGPT. I think uh, today AI is growing. It's tough to ignore AI today. I spoke uh, with uh, many great AI experts. Uh, for example, Jeff Coyle said on my podcast, he's co-founder of Market Muse, 
that in the future we will have three companies. The first company will uh, develop AI, the first, the second company will implement, and the third company will be obsolete. Who can leave the trade? Uh, I use a lot of AI. I love this tool. Uh, it, it helps me to grow my results. Um, and uh, the last time I started to play with AI editing video tools. Uh, I got this message from this uh, man from Pakistan uh, with a great female voice. Uh, can you tell how AI can help today? You mentioned that AI can write a script. Okay, I can ask ChatGPT, please write a script or uh, provide ideas about your script. But anyway, can you tell how we can use AI more? Because uh, AI, like, it's a must-have today from my experience. <laughs> It's a must-have, and you can use it in many different ways. Uh, let me make this very clear. I do not think that AI can write a good script at this point in time. Mm -hmm. I, I've also spoken to marketeers, and then they write ads, and they've tried to write ads and long copy for emailers and whatnot. They also have stopped writing, working with ChatGPT because the quality is not good enough, and you can detect it. You could have a second AI, then make it more human, but still... I, I also don't think as a speaker necessarily you should just write everything with AI. But what you can do is, you, as you mentioned it, you can use it to get ideas. You can use it to get ideas. You can run your script through AI and then say, hey, give me 10 ideas to improve it. Give me an analysis of the language that I've used. Is it positive enough? Is it sophisticated enough? You can use it to get ideas for the opening, for the closing. You can get ideas for also maybe finding great visuals. Uh, you can create visuals with, with Dolly or, or any other AI. You can create videos. You can, you can have avatars pop up. I've done that at many events where I have an avatar that I have a conversation with. And there's many things that you can play around with. You can, as I said, right, as a wow factor, for example, have yourself speak a different language for a moment. All of these things is what you should experiment with because AI is not going away. So therefore, it's great to be on the forefront of speakers and communicators that play around with AI, that, that let it design their slides sometimes to, to just see, is it already good enough? Not yet. Just do that on an ongoing basis so you know always how to get the best out of the tools and therefore also when they're ready when everybody uses it you're still already looking at the next level that's that's what i will say yeah <clears throat> nice nice um Flo, let's talk about mistakes in my life i made a lot of mistakes i, I keep doing them <laughs> i don't know how to avoid uh doing mistakes it's part of the process especially if you start something new uh, you can't be successful in the first attempt. It takes time to craft your skills. Sorry for my dogs. They usually take part of my podcast you know, to share their opinions. But anyway, um, I think uh, we need to do mistakes to craft your skills. And I remember when I started PR, I, I wrote a bunch of press releases. I pitched all of them. I got zero mentions, zero results, nothing. And uh, at that time, I paid six thousand dollars for one press release to write and pitch uh, to PR agencies but uh, we needed to write 12 press releases a week it's like seventy two thousand uh, dollars good money so uh, and uh, uh, I spent like six months to craft the process without any results without nothing um, uh, but I learned the process 
uh, I uh, explain to my experts who can write blog posts uh, about this format. Uh, it's not like to share evergreen content. It's more important to bring something new about breaking news, about trending topics, uh, to provide your expert opinion, to um, divide with bullet points, many different insights. Then we got mentions CNN, Bloomberg, Investing.com, Business Insider, Coindesk, MSN, Yahoo Finance, big websites. Because of learning uh, from our mistakes, we learned, we craft the process, and today we get even better results than with PR agencies. So, and today we can save more than $3 million, you know, uh, to send these press releases. I want to ask you about mistakes that public speakers can get in the beginning and how to be patient with results. If you can't be successful in the first attempt, like Mr. Beast, he spent like seven years to, to buy a first camera. So he filmed a bunch of videos, a lot of videos. He failed, he couldn't get great results, but today everyone knows Mr. Beast. So I, I want to interested about patience and how to uh, learn from your mistakes. Uh, first of all, you need to be reflective you need to be reflective and one of the best things about public speaking is that everybody has a phone so not almost every speech that you can do you can set your phone somewhere ask a colleague to record it so therefore you can watch it back and and, and see the things that need to be improved that's that's the really good thing you as you so rightly said you got to be patient you have to be patient and you you cannot beat yourself up too much about mistakes. It's about, okay, I've done a mistake, now let me learn from it. Yet at the same time, also be mindful that a few mistakes, let's take fillers, um, us, souls, likes. If you identify a filler, it's not that easy to get rid of fillers. It takes time. Therefore, you got to be patient and you got to be kind to yourself when you realize that you've done a filler or you've done something else that you don't want to do on a stage, you have to be nice to yourself. You have to be kind to yourself instead of just now saying, oh, no, I did it again and, and get angry with yourself while you're actually delivering a speech. You got to be, okay, acknowledged. Let me focus on not doing that anymore and move on. And that's so important that you have the right mindset towards doing mistakes. And of course, also know when to do mistakes. If you want to trout new things, you're not going to do that in the most important pitch, presentation, speech of your life or of the year or of the month. You're going to try it out in a small meeting and something that, that is not going to be the end of the world if they go like, that just didn't work. That's, that's where you can, you know, you find low stakes engagement and then you just work your way up to, to the top. That's, that's how you do it. And number one rule is, of course, never to offend the audience. But that's what you learn by, by trying it out in different scenarios. You know, I find it highly inspiring to listen to Kevin Hart when he explained how he creates a show. What he does is first, he creates ideas and he tests it out in really small clubs. And then he tests them out in a bigger club, in a big environment. And then he eventually starts to write the show. And then again, he goes from smaller clubs to medium clubs to bigger clubs until eventually the show is ready to be presented to a large audience. And that process can take almost up to a year. That's the preparation wow. that he puts in. And that's also how we need to think about improving. Wow. Yeah. He, he's professional. 
yeah i i, I love this guy you know <laughs> uh and uh from i have my final question and uh i wanna tell all our listeners who listen to this podcast if you want to learn more and have a lot more questions you can follow from on linkedin uh to get more valuable insights it's important to update what we have because i follow i'm going to develop the skills and recommend to anyone to follow but i still have my final question very important question about your daily routine about your schedule how you start your day how you finish your day how you eat your lunch <laughs> and any other insights that can help our listeners to find the balance between family between business between improving public speaking and yeah more about your daily routine <laughs> oh boy i'm in trouble now i i do <laughs> not have a daily routine i uh, i try to get up in the morning 5 a.m as often as i can and meditate that's that's how i try to start my days but then at the same time uh it's difficult depending on what happened the evening before and and life and whatnot therefore yeah then uh, then we'll uh, I make breakfast for the entire family I always try to have a family breakfast it's it's 6 a.m it's very early but therefore I'll, I'll I'll prepare breakfast I quickly walk the dog then I try to sit together with the family before we drive our son to school and then work starts and my work days are Sometimes I'm here in the office, sometimes I'm traveling, sometimes I'm on a stage, sometimes I'm a corporate delivering a presentation or a workshop. So they're very different, my days. And that's also what happens in the evenings. They're very different. I, I, I cannot really say that I do the same thing over again. I try to do sports uh, as often as I can, go kickboxing, do some things for my body that are, that are good and important, and, and spend as much family time as I can. What I do have, though, is a routine when I have an important gig, an important speech, when I have a, an event to deliver, I have a routine. I will always make sure I sleep enough. I will always wake up early. I will always, 90%, I will meditate. I will go again through the script. I will do an extended beauty routine to make sure that I look good and I feel good. I will eat well. And I will very consciously, as I leave uh, the house, connect with everybody, be extra kind and extra playful with everybody that I meet on this day to, to, have, to have an even better day already inside, outside, and everybody around me as well. So when I then actually step onto the stage, I'm in the best possible mood that I, that I can be. And that's, that's something that, I, that I've developed as a routine, which I always stick to. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it, and I like your energy. <clears throat> I like how you present yourself. You you know about communication skills, so I'm going to follow you again. <laughs> uh, Flo, tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Best ways to follow is uh, LinkedIn is a really good channel if you if you want to see mainly educational content and also see what I'm up to. I'm also on YouTube. We're just posting more and more content on YouTube. We just launched TikTok. We are on Instagram quite active. Twitter and threads are just, just a little bit there on the side. So the main channels are really Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok now, and YouTube. Awesome, awesome. Ah, I see your post with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I opened your LinkedIn profile and decided to scroll. 
something yeah nice <laughs> nice um uh, guys you can uh, find all links to linkedin account to other uh, links in the description below listen to us on apple google spotify and see you next time thanks for tuning in to unmiss enjoyed the show drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom see you next episode